Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Good morning, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well and staying safe. Thank you uh, for making the change uh, last night on the timings. We appreciate you all joining us. Without any further ado, I'm going to turn things over to Paul Triple H. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, uh, especially to the international media with the time change. I appreciate everybody rolling with the changes and the delays. But um, it's a busy time, as always, here. So. Um, this is no different as we get on the road uh, or, or well on the road, certainly to WrestleMania and WrestleMania week. And um, especially given the circumstances, what will be a, a very exciting time. Um, I look forward to this Sunday's vengeance takeover, which should be, if you look at the card spectacular, um, when you, when you lay these out, as we've talked about a, a lot, uh, you know, the card comes to, uh, comes into shape, and as you begin to see what it's going to be, I think it gets more and more exciting, especially given the time right now where anything can happen at any given moment. But um, this card really uh, came alive. When you talk about, for me, for a lot of people, I think what would be considered almost a dream match scenario sort of between Kushida and Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship. Johnny coming into his own as a completely different performer and um, showing a, a totally different side of himself with his group, with Austin and, and indie wrestling and, uh, and Candice and just, uh, just a whole different side of himself showing how well-rounded the performer he really is. Sort of a dream match scenario though between those two. MSK, brand new, but making a, a, a really strong run and a hell of a statement so far on their way in the door with grizzled young veterans who have been together for a while, and if you've watched uh, NXT UK, you know what they bring to the table. Uh, COVID certainly put a, a damper on them coming into the company and uh, and into NXT in the U.S. in the way that we wanted them to, but here they are now, and I think we'll, we'll make a huge impact, and that match I think is going to turn a lot of people's heads as far as what both teams can do. Um, you have the Women's Dusty Cup for the first year ever. That boiling down to Shotzi and Ember, um, Dakota and Raquel, 
the winner will not only become the first ever Dusty Cup champions, but also um, will receive a, a future tag title shot. Um, you know, I, I think this match again speaks to the strength and the and the depth of the the women's uh, division in in NXT. Knowing that you not only have these four, but you also later in the show have the NXT Women's Championship with Io, Tony Storm, and Mercedes Martinez, three of again in that group uh, of the best in that whole group. You could say some of the best in-ring female performers in the world. Um, almost half of this card in its entirety is is made up of women. Look at the depth behind them. Um, the division's incredible and only getting stronger, even even the current class um, coming in to the performance center, the, this rookie class coming in very soon. Um, it's the largest female class we've had in history. So that, it, it just really speaks to the commitment and, and where we're going with um, our female performers and, and just seeing them as exactly that, as performers, as, as, as nothing else and, and really trying to strengthen that even further. Um, so of course that triple threat of the women's championship should be spectacular with all three of them. Uh, Mercedes Martinez coming back in, Tony Storm reinventing herself and really bringing up um, the side of her her game, so to speak, that she has never really had the opportunity to show before. And of course, Io is Io, and I've, I've stated that many times to me, one of the best performers in the world, bar none. And then uh, Finn Balor and Pete Dunne to the NXT Championship. Finn really coming into his own in NXT and just showing a whole other side of himself uh, as he, you know, always had the ability to. And then Pete coming back here to the U.S. again. Bit of a delay in the COVID world of where we wanted to go, but uh, here we are. And this one, to me, I can't wait to watch. This is going to be something special. Uh, those two will tear it up. Every match on the card has the ability to be a show stealer, my opinion. Um, so I think it's going to be a spectacular night. As usual, we will have a pre-show leading into that. We will have a uh, a special guest um, as part of the kickoff show this week with Brandon Walker from Barstool Sports coming in to be a part of that. Very excited to have Brandon in. Um, you know, and, and give a different perspective on this and get his take on it. And I look forward to being able to do more of that in the future and, and really get different perspectives and point of view leading into these shows and analysis of what's happening and where it's going. So, um, again, there's a, a lot going on. I could cover more, but I would like to really open it up to your questions and see what everybody has interest in, um, and we'll go from there. So with all that, with that, with that we'll open it up. All right, everybody, we'll keep it to one question for Alice since we have a lot of uh, international and domestic media on the line. Thank you. Thank you. If you would like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. If you're using a speakerphone, please make sure your mute function is turned off to allow your signal to reach the equipment. We'll take our first question from Maddie Paddock at Daily Star and The Independent. Hey, Maddie. Hi, Paul. Hi, thanks very much for your time. Um, well, I wanted you. to touch on... I wanted to touch on Edge's appearance um, on NXT this week because he did a great job uh, kind of storyline-wise as presenting it as a real possibility he might come for either Finn Balor or Pete Dunne for his title shot at WrestleMania. Obviously, we've seen that uh, happen last year with the ladies. 
as far as you're concerned, is is it a realistic proposition that that could end up being um, kind of Edge's marquee match for WrestleMania? And what kind of conversations have you had to that end? So, you know, when, um, first of all, thanks for the question. I think that Edge's return has been done really, really well. And, and um, he, he really is in a place in his mind where he wants to build young and um, just just get them rolling in, in different directions. So he has been talking to me since prior to coming back the first time to the Royal Rumble over a year ago of coming to NXT and um, not only uh, stepping in the ring and talking, but, but stepping in the ring and performing. And, you know, prior to him even coming to the Rumble, he sort of kind of gave me a, Oof, man, here's my list. I'd like to work with this guy. I'd like to work with him. I would love to come here and work with this person. You know, um, it's just where he's at. You know, that that uh, that youth is exciting, that that their enthusiasm, their passion for this, their drive, their desire. And, and I think, uh, man, when he came to NXT, seems like months ago now, but it was, I guess, two weeks ago, um, I meant I could, you know, just, just knowing him so well, I could see the smile on his face all day as he went around and was just talking to these guys and girls and, and, uh, it, it's, it's awesome to see. So I, I don't think any of it is beyond the realm of possibility. You saw it last year with, um, Charlotte. I think you see it this year with him playing things across the board, uh, whether that be, you know, McIntyre, uh, or Roman and, or, Finn, Pete, whoever it is, um, I think that uh, that all those things are on the table. But one way or the other, depending on where WrestleMania goes, beyond that, I think there's ability for him to come to NXT and and sort of um, use his star power to one help them and and kind of elevate, but also uh, for him to have sort of that that. Uh, final few chapters of his career the way he wants to have them and, and with the people he wants to have them with. So I'm excited for that. And, and luckily he's, he's, that's something he's not only willing to do, but really pushing hard to do. We'll go next to Connor Casey at comicbooks.com. Hey, Connor. Hey, thanks for doing this today. Uh, just to follow up on that last question, um, you guys had, you know, we have Charlotte at Mania last year. There was hints of Edge versus Finn this year. Uh, what are your thoughts on NXT having a more consistent presence on WrestleMania year after year? Well, my thoughts on it are... Um, my, th- my thoughts on it are um, that it's great. You know, I... You come into the place with WrestleMania where with so many brands, with Raw, you know, a big roster of Raw, a big roster of SmackDown, a large roster of NXT, that you get to just a certain place where how big and how long do you want these shows to be? And um, everybody is sort of, uh, you know, putting their chips on the table so to speak, for their spot in Mania. As, as always, that's the big spot of the year. Not everybody can be in those spots, obviously, and I think everybody understands that, but that's the battle, and um, it, it's a balance. 
is my opinion. You know, I, I just think that um, you have to balance that out. But I love having them be a part of it. If if you tell me that NXT gets to be a part of the biggest stage in the game and and the biggest spectacle, it's phenomenal. It just helps the brand and it helps uh, continue to drive it forward. Um, it's just a matter of how much how much can you fit into WrestleMania uh, now weekend and you know what is the what is the benefit to having its own platform of an NXT takeover that week? Um, you know, it, it's a balance, but um, I love it if we can do it. So, uh, by the way, Connor, I just want to say thanks for uh, for breaking the women's uh, title match and, and all of that. I, I appreciate the support on everything you guys do with us. Yeah, of course. Thank you. We'll go next to Amora Mon at Sports Kita. India. Hello. Uh, hi, hey Paul. Uh, Amarang India from Sports Kira India. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you. Uh, so, NXT has been doing a great job, you know, signing up team talent uh, since it started. And uh, Parker Boudreau is the latest name on the list. Uh, Given that he has been hyped up as the next big thing and uh, the next Brock Lesnar, is there any chance you could see him fast track to NXT TV? And what do you make of him in Genesis? I'm sorry, I, I missed the name of the person. That the connection is not phenomenal. What, what was? Who was it that you were asking about? Parker Boudreaux. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's funny that um, people look at somebody like Parker and they see, Oh my God, he looks like Brock Lesnar. So like immediately they go, Oh, he's the next big thing. And he's got a big personality and we'll see uh, what he can do for all of this. It's, it's, you, you have to be ready to be a performer. Even Brock Lesnar uh, wasn't a guy that as, as amazing and Parker is as well, as amazing as an athlete as he is, you know, you got to be trained. You got to know what you're doing. Uh, everything's got to be done safely. So, uh, everybody that we bring in the door, you want to succeed to the best of their ability and their capability. All the tools are there for them to use. Um, I say this a lot at the performance center that the generations that came before you had none of these tools. They just, they just get trained and, and, learn from the people that were around them as they were getting to do this. And in some ways they're limited today because of the environment of today. There's no live event, so to speak right now. And we're working around that, but they didn't have all the other tools at their disposal on the 24 seven basis. So their ability to succeed is increased greatly, but it's what they do with those tools. Um, people have a tendency to want to say it's this that makes somebody this training or this person or that, you know, uh, reminds me of the saying success as a thousand fathers failure is an orphan, right? Like everybody wants to be a part of that and say, this is what it did. And this is how it was and all that stuff. The truth is you just make those things available to people. What they do with them is up to them, their success or failure, how hard they work, how driven they are, how, uh, willing they are to take no for an an- unwilling they are to take no for an answer and, and uh, you know everything else that goes uh, with that so uh, i'm inc- incredibly excited about parker Boudreaux coming in 
Brunson, Rick Steiner, uh, we have a lot of people coming in the door, just as I am about people that have been here for a while, like Rick Boogs and, and um, you know, a lot of a lot of people that are in the door that are at the cusp. COVID has slowed that down, but they're right there. Um, the, the, when I say the future is bright, that is what I'm talking about, is the, the ability for those folks that are in those positions, that are in those on-deck positions, to be able to explode into growth and and be the next, um, you know, I don't want to use the next big thing because everybody thinks about Brock, but to, to, to be to be that next star, to be that next megastar, and, and they want to put it on everybody else's development, but, um, you know, I, I was there when The Rock became The Rock. The Rock became The Rock. Austin became Austin. It, it, it very much so has a lot to do. Yes, they have to be given the opportunity. Yes, they have to be given the platform, but it is the performer. We'll go next to Miguel Perez at Marca. Hey, Miguel. Having the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view this month, I would like to ask you if there has been any point, any plans for an exclusive NXT Elimination Chamber in an NXT takeover. No, we we have not. not, I'm not saying it's not something that we would look at um, going into the future. that, That could, you know, Anything can happen, but it is not a a conversation right now for me. Elimination Chamber is a a very WWE and, and a very Raw SmackDown centralized event. I wouldn't be opposed to it. At the same point in time, it, it's it's nice to be able to have different events for different um, brands and a different feel and and that that just make the shows different. I love the fact that you know. NXT has war games and the fight pit and, and different things that are synonymous with NXT and that Raw and SmackDown have those with them, themselves as well. UK has uh, the Heritage Cup and, and just a different feel to it. So having those distinct differences are wonderful. Uh, people love those matches, but it gives you a reason to go to those brands to be engaged in those brands and, and keeping them separate is a good thing. We'll move next to Jim Barcelona at Miami Herald. Hey, Jim. Hey, thank you so much. All right. Uh, just incredible card again. This is going to be very exciting. Uh, the women, you mentioned the women now having a, a really big class coming in. And I know in the Dusty Classic, they're going to get a women's title shot, as you mentioned. But I am curious, are there thoughts, are there more talks or more serious thoughts of adding more titles to the women's division in NXT, whether it be singles and or tag team? Yeah, look, I think those conversations happen. I think um, you're always looking to make it everything that it can be. Um, You also want to make sure that you don't water things down. So I'm I'm not a big believer in having, uh, you know, 38 titles in organizations that are just like everybody's constantly uh, just making their way to a different title at any given time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. 
cards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Um, and I don't believe that it's always about those uh, championships. There's a lot of different storytelling. But, um, yeah, that's definitely a thought that's that's in mind. And, uh, and we'll see where it goes. I think especially as... The, the women's division has increased in size. You know, people were talking about that a few years ago, but I don't believe that the depth and the size of it was there to uh, to warrant it. It is getting to that point now, certainly, where it could handle it. So, um, yeah, th- those are conversations that are had a lot, Jim. Thank you. Yeah. We'll go next to Mike Johnson at pwinsider.com. Hey, Mike. Hey, Paul. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Um, I wanted to ask you about ratings uh, and the way you kind of qualify success at this point, because Nick Khan in the recent earnings call talked about how his vision is that there's still eyeballs in the company, but the eyeballs have shifted to different platforms. And we're in the middle of a lot of shifts uh, that will affect NXT in the next couple of months, in the next year. Uh, Peacock, obviously, uh, and the uh, NBC Sports Network shutting down and hockey possibly going to Wednesday nights on the USA Network. Um, you know, when you look at the overnights versus the plus threes, the plus sevens, you know, what do you, what do you quantify as rating success at this point, especially when you see drops at certain points from week to week? Uh, NXT has been on the USA Network for about a year and a half now. Like, how do you look at it and how do you measure the success of the ratings? Uh, especially now as things have kind of changed and we're at the precipice of more changes for the company in terms of its relationship with NBCU. Yeah, look, I think um, Nick said it best in that you're talking about eyeballs and consumption. So when you, and in any of our brands, Raw, SmackDown, you know, NXT is no different. Um, you're looking about how are people consuming the product? The, the world is changing. Um, you know, in, in some way you would say to yourself, well, and again, not talking about our, our industry at all, but you say, well, television consumption is down across the board. Are people just watching less content? No, they're watching more content. It's people are on their phones 24 seven. Um, people are watching content on, so many different platforms and streaming devices and um, apps and everything in between that to not consider those as platforms that are taking your eyeballs. I think Nick said it in a, in a clarification the other day in an interview that he did of like, even for him uh, watching SmackDown, he watched it on an app for very, for quite a few months. You know, those don't count in television ratings. They count, they count clearly that's a fan watching the show um, if you want to look at it in that manner, but it doesn't count as a television rating. You have to look at them across the board to just say that in today's world, all that matters is one of those platforms. Any given one is 
like just naive to all the other platforms. It really is. Um, you know, you, you, you have to take into consideration everything. You have to take into consideration where people are, when they're watching it, how they're watching it. People want to watch on their times. Appointment television is, is not the same conversation it was 15 years ago. Um, you know, so so we, we take that into consideration just like everything else. I'm very happy with where we are, but always looking for it to be a lot better. It's that you're never content, never you know, happy with where it is. You want it to grow. You want it to be more. You want to get more eyeballs. Uh, the Peacock thing is another example of that, the opportunity for us to have more eyeballs across the board from so many people in so many different ways is incredible. And that's, that's all part of this engagement and driving people to watch the product when they want to, not when, not and where and when you want them to. We'll take our next question from Stephanie Chase at Digital Spy. Hello, Stephanie. Hey, Paul. How are you? I'm very good. Yourself? I'm great, thanks. Thanks for taking the time to talk today. Uh, I wanted to Thank ask you. you about the I wanted to ask you about the World Rumble match. We saw quite a few women from NXT in there. Uh, how did WWE go about choosing these superstars and how much input did you have and in the booking of the actual women's World Rumble match? So um, as, as far as the booking of the Women's Royal Rumble match and, and going into it in the lead-in, um, as far as the actual match itself, I was there day of. A lot of conversations happened around production of it and, and everything else day of. Um, prior to that, I really was not involved. Um, but when when it comes down to NXT, as they begin to put the Rumble together creatively, there's just an ask. Hey, here's here's what we think is the right fit for what we could use for women. Here's the right fit for guys. You know, it, it's the, the Rumble is to me is one of my favorite matches because you're looking at um, an opportunity all through that match to bring in different things. And so, at some point, you want the holy crap moment where a talent's coming in that you didn't expect or a, the right talent comes in at the right time to pay off a storyline that happens to be happening in that ring, um, or you want the surprise or you want the comedy moment or you want the celebrity moment or you just want different things that can lead you in multitude of directions. So it's never as simple as, well, we're going to do X women from Raw, X number of women from SmackDown, X number of women from NXT and, you know, and or guys. It's, it's never that simple. It's not cookie cutter. And as you morph through the creation of it, 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 it takes a thousand different directions. And then, of course, in today's world, you have to be ready for anything. So you need to have alternates and backups ready to go and and that uh, know what's going on and what's happening and where they might have to fit the bill if, if they're needed. So um, you want to have people there and ready and again, you're looking at the full match dynamics. So you're talking about over an hour of content. Who is the right fit? You know, um, two different. You know, if if I was talking about NXT women coming in, and I said, okay, you, you want to bring in Casey Catanzaro, or you want to bring in Raquel Gonzalez, two totally different women that bring in two totally different dynamics the moment they step out of that curtain. So. You know, it, it's got to be the right fit at the right time in the right moment and, and go the right place. 
go next to Jason Powell at ProWrestling.net. Hey, Jason. Hey, Paul. How are you? I'm good. How I are wanted you? to ask you. I'm doing great, man. Thank you. So I wanted to ask you uh, for a status update on a couple of different people. One, Velveteen Dream, and then also Pat McAfee. Are you guys limiting his appearances, or is that more his choice? No, so there's really nothing to add with Velveteen Dream. Um, we've, we've gone over it a million times. Status update, he's, he's still training. Um, he had a little bit of a physical thing here for a bit, but uh, st- still still there, still with us, still PC, still training, um, still on the roster. As far as Pat McAfee, no, you know, like Pat's, Pat's limitations are he's a busy guy. Uh, Pat is one of the most successful um, – I don't. I, I I hate to put a, a title on what he does because I feel like it's limiting to him. But like you say, like podcaster, media personality, um, sports world personality. There's you know, almost every weekend that I that I look on online during football season, Pat seems to be trending uh, on the weekends. His coverage of football, his his association with FanDuel, um, just everything that he does. This, as you can imagine, going into the playoffs and into the Super Bowl was a very busy time for him. So it was not a matter of, you know, it's everybody leads into everything and um, has a take on it, and then it runs on the Internet, and everybody speculates, and Pat loves that, um, as do we. So it's, uh, you know, uh, his his um, his. Uh, his learning about his firing on the air was uh, greatly exaggerated. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's, it, it patches, he's a busy dude and, and we've been talking about it. And uh, he had said, look, give me a, give me a moment to breathe when the Super Bowl is over. Cause uh, you know, he just got married not that long ago. And he's like, my, if I, if I don't take a breath for a minute after this Super Bowl, I might not be married for much longer. You know, my words, not his, um, I, th- I think he just needed to take a breather, and uh, if we can engage uh, here back again, he loves it. And, that, and that's the one thing that I love about Pat. When when you have somebody from outside that comes in that loves it, and, and by outside, I, it's hard for me to even refer to him as an outsider because he so loves what we do, it's hard not to see him like an insider. But um, when you get somebody like that, or, or even right now, I, I can tell you I have not been more impressed um, – with anyone sort of kind of walking in the door with a, Hey, I'd like to to do this thing with you guys and kind of engage with you as bad bunny. Like my, my I, I cannot, he is phenomenal. So respectful to what we do is the biggest fan is living a dream right now, but in, in every way that you could possibly imagine, he's respectful and loves what we're doing. And, and, and is so into it. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I see him training all the time. I see him working out all the time. Um, when he's there, he's just one of the guys, and it's awesome to see, and I, I really can't say enough good stuff about him. We'll go next to Todd Davey at Inner Sanctum. Hey, Todd. Hi, Paul. How you doing? Good. Just wanted to ask you about uh, one of your NXT alumni and Australian, Rhea Ripley. Um, we saw her at the Royal Rumble last to the second second position. I was just reading earlier there's uh hasn't been an official announcement on what brand she'll go on from here. Uh has there been a decision made on that? And further to that, what potential do you see for her on the main roster? Well, I, I 
I've been uh, vocal about her in the past. To me, I, I don't know that there is, you know, everybody has brings skill sets to the table. At her age, 23, I think still, um, you know, her, her maturity, where she is now from where she was a year ago, is she's just a different level of confident performer. Um, she brings so much to the table from a work ethic, an attitude, an ability. She is a sponge um, for learning. She's humble to it. She wants to learn. She wants to work with everybody. I mean, I, I can't say enough good stuff about her. And to me, if you were to say, name me a breakout star right now, um, you know, and, and again, I, I would sit, put Bianca Belair in that same category because she's all but but she's kind of sort of there already doing it right and so uh but if i was to say who's that next person to step into those roles and and really just game changer over the next year or two it's Rhea. like i just she just has it written all over her as does a bianca you know there, there's certain talent you just see it in and it's just a matter of how it unfolds so sky's the limit We'll go next to Sean Ross Staff at Fightful. Hey, Sean. Thank you. Sorry, meaning me. I'm I'm not sure how you mean that. Meaning the actual show. Uh, you know, I, to be honest, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure in those conversations. That would be a a question for you know a Nick or a, a, a staff or somebody. I, I've not um, I'm not uh, you know at, at that level of detail with the the Peacock thing. I, I haven't been engaged in it at that point. The, uh, the 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 great thing about um, NXT and its placement right now on USA, one they're extremely happy with the product, two they're extremely happy where it sits. But it, it's you have to look at it all as one big circular kind of universe. They all kind of pitch into each other, and so having the platform of USA with NXT, much like Raw, to pitch you to Peacock and to the pay-per-views and all the other content, um, and it's just me speaking, would seem like it would be the best place for it to be. The relationship with USA is is really strong um, and remains for NXT. Where that goes in the future, I, I, I you know, obviously for any anything that's that's up in the air. And as as these platforms shift and move, and um, their desire to push uh, subscribers and or viewers in certain directions obviously is a part of this. But the, the great thing about Peacock, this NBCU relationship, it just strengthens across the board. They're all synergistic to each other. And, you know, when you talk about the size and the strength of Peacock, it just increases the viewership dramatically. So if there's a special event coming on there, the ability for more people than ever before, by far, to be able to see that event and to have eyeballs on that event and to get cross-promotion across everything is bigger than it's ever been before, and that's the goal. All right, this will be the last 
This will be the last question for the day. Thank you. We'll go to Nick Houseman at Wrestling Inc. Hi, Nick. Hi, Paul. Thank you very much for taking the time today. Thank you. Uh, my question for you is uh, about Steve Cutler's release. I was wondering if uh, the circumstances around it have changed the way uh, that you and the company are handling talents who don't follow appropriate COVID pro- uh, protocols and precautions. Yeah, to be honest, I don't have anything. I, I have no knowledge of precisely that situation or, or what went into it. Um, it, it, it really had nothing to do with me or we take COVID seriously across the board um, with everything. We're expecting our talent to be as safe as possible. We're taking every precaution we can from a testing and a cleaning and a uh, uh, j- just every precaution that we've been advised to take that it's best for us to take. And, and we're taking it all very seriously. It's uh, the safety and, and health of our Performers, our staff, our crew is first and foremost on anything we do. So, um, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't. Again, I don't know the that all that situation. I only know what's been speculated to me, or, or and or what I've what I've read. But I've not I've not specifically asked, and I've not I don't have that information. All right, folks, that'll wrap up today's conference call. Thank you all for joining us as always. I'll turn it back over to Paul for some closing comments. Thank you guys very much for being a part of this today. Um, Again, um, I think these are very valuable, and and, uh, I I appreciate you all being a part of them and asking really um, good questions across the board on everything. So I look forward to doing these. As I said, this this weekend's uh, Vengeance show should be spectacular and uh, is just sort of a kickoff as we are well onto the road to WrestleMania with Elimination Chamber and Fastlane around the corner, and then, of course, WrestleMania Week, which um, emanating from Raymond James Stadium and everything else uh, should be amazing and spectacular, and I look forward to all of it. So thank you for the support, and we'll talk real soon. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk again after takeover on Sunday night. Everybody stay safe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.